All right, guys, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the podcast at Tomboy Official. So another topic that I wanted to touch on today, also from um, something that they kind of mentioned in uh, passing in uh, kind of terminology and phrasing um, on the Bad Queers podcast, there was... uh, First of all, I need to write more neatly. Second of all... Um, I just, I just, I just, I'm kind of usually writing notes of the topics that I, that I want to kind of delve into. So when they mention things, when I'm listening to these podcasts during work, then like I'm documenting, I'm writing stuff. I'm like, you know, and then I hear something that sounds like, oh, that sounds like something, you know, and then they mention it and then they don't maybe expand like they expand on it a little bit. But I feel like I like to expand on it way more because um, they usually go through like multiple, multiple, multiple topics. And I'm like, well, certain of those topics, I'd really like to break them down. So one of them was um, about gender and intimacy. I think that's where the the podcast started was talking about intimacy in general and kind of how a lot of people assume that intimacy is like a physical sexual intimacy but there's also all these other different levels um that aren't just physical touching and then even with sexual intimacy and sex and stuff like that it's not just a whole like clear-cut thing like even if you have people defining sex usually a lot of us were taught I mean you know I've I talked a little bit about in another episode about um, like heteronormative standards and you know a lot of our ideas develop from these heteronormative standards because a lot of us were born to heterosexual parents not everybody but a lot of us were and so I think we're gonna see things differently too in a few years when a lot of the Gen Z and a lot of millennials or younger millennials even start having children Because a lot of us are kind of more out and proud types of people. Or even if we're not out and proud, we at least are kind of like, okay, maybe I'm not fully out. But I'll still like experiment a little bit with stuff and like do what's comfortable for me and safe for me in my environment. um, Versus before when people were really kind of like in a dangerous environment and couldn't really experiment without too much like I'm not saying there's no risk I mean I live in Southern California so I feel like my view and my lifestyle is quite skewed um because I can be openly who I am I do work at a site where I can be more open with you know different things even though it's not always comfortable and there's not always the understanding and yes there is definitely prejudice and discrimination that happens um but I feel like overall people's life goals aren't to discriminate at my job it's not like their main focus is to like make everybody feel like shit I think that people like I think they want to mean well that's that's really what I feel and think but anyways I'm not here to really talk too much about that um because there's definitely discrimination but I think there's also just like it's also it also comes from a place of ignorance and it also comes from a place of you know, I would I, I've never felt like like 
everybody didn't care about me. I'll put it that way. I've never felt like there's nobody here that I trust. There's nobody here that I can confide in. There's nobody here that like understands me or listens or at least tries to get along with me. And everybody's just discriminating against me left or right. Like, I think I've faced discrimination. Most of it has been mild and minor enough that I just like, whatever the fuck, just whatever like it's just like i just brush it under the rug and leave it alone and it's not only by cis straight people i've been discriminated against by by um by lesbian women as well so i don't even want to y'all know who you are so i i'm not even going to like go into that but i mean um anyways so the topic that i was trying to get into um so gender and intimacy and some things that come up with that are things like um like femininity gets mentioned masculinity gets mentioned a lot of times you don't really hear too much about the full gender spectrum it's usually um when we talk about gender and intimacy a lot of times we talk about the emotional intimacy of people sharing their emotions and feelings and things or the sexual intimacy or just like the trust levels involving intimacy and like deeper conversations with people about personal topics and sharing secrets and things like that like um there's more to intimacy than that but i mean um just generally that's kind of what people what people are talking about or what they think of and it's, it's kind of hard to kind of look at terminology a lot because a lot of times it's hard to really talk about things from like what it actually means and scientifically what it actually means and what it would look up what it would mean if you looked it up in a dictionary and what it means in psychology versus what it means in you know another field where people are talking to one another or whatever um versus how people actually like you know how a lay person uses the word and so it's like sometimes it's hard to hard to really talk about different topics when it's like okay like when I say this I know what I mean but then does the other person think that that's what I'm saying like if your partner came to you and was like we're having intimacy issues I mean that can mean anything right like some people would be like, oh, like, there's something wrong with the sex. And other people would be like, I know, because I don't ever talk about my feelings. And it's kind of like, how do you know what somebody else's definition is unless they kind of expand on it more? So even just saying gender and then saying intimacy, those two things in and of themselves are already, like, setting the stage for needing a lot of explanation because when you talk about gender and intimacy and then automatically when people start going into masculine types of things that you see and feminine types of things that you see then there's this whole other part of the spectrum that gets totally left out of these conversations all the time um because there are other people out there that are different than you know they may not be fully on the mask side or fully on the femme side or um identifying as male or identifying as female or they might um they might identify one way and not present you know in a in a they might present in a different kind of way too so the reason why i say all that and i hope it wasn't too confusing because i think sometimes i even confuse myself um um when it comes to the gender related things um there's also like not only just the differences, but there's also commonalities that that gender the genders have with one another. Um, and then I have to turn on my light because I can't really 
see um so yeah commonalities across gender experiences um like how we were socialized um if you're socialized in a mask or feminine socialization kind of style um and how this ties into social stressors and expectations of society such as your peers or people you date or your family um this is complex right you can see how complex it is i mean i know people see it as complex i'm not saying i'm the only one that sees it but um i kind of like to talk more about the middle of the spectrum because that's the that's the part that gets left out the most um so even if we talk about for example something as simple as gender and intimacy or even like if you're interested i think i've mentioned this to quite a few friends it's like say if you're interested or maybe maybe you don't know this maybe you do um if you're interested in people in the kind of mid-gender gender spectrum um if you're interested in trans people like i'm talking about if this is like your sexual attraction um or if you get crushes on them and things like that or if you're interested in like non-binary people and then if you go online and you're like i'm gonna google this and i want to watch some x-rated movie about this or some x-rated streaming video or whatever and you go online and you're like just I'm, i can't i can't tell you to look for it and see what you're gonna find i can't i can't promote i can't tell you to do it but if you're of age and that kind of experiment interests you see what you find because you might be surprised if you've never looked it up before you're gonna see certain things same thing with ethnicity and this isn't even i know this isn't really where i'm throwing it in but it's almost similar to when you look up ethnicities whenever you see black guys it's always going to be big black cock or whenever you see women, it's like ebony, ebony woman with big tits or whatever. Like you always see these kind of common themes. And whenever you look at trans themes, a lot of times you do see trans women who I'm not I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying a lot of times what you see are trans women who still have um, who have never had like any type of a bottom surgery um which is fine i mean not everybody needs one but i'm just saying these are kind of like the fetishy type things that you find and a lot of these things when we we didn't really talk about this too much with the heteronormative standards but a lot of these things are geared towards heteronormative fetishes um not every hetero person has has those fetishes but it's like heteronormative fetishes I don't know how else to describe it. It's based on the majority culture's interests, fetish interests, right? Um, So you don't often find a lot of trans males in pornography. You don't often find a lot of non-binary people in pornography. You don't often find a lot of masculine presenting females in pornography. You don't often find a lot of people of color that aren't being fetishized for different sorts of large genitalia or something like that. Um, 
you don't usually see that in pornography with just like, oh, it just happens to be an Asian or just happens to be like a black guy or a black woman or whatever. You don't just happen to see it without like a fetish attached to it. You don't just happen to see um, like larger size, you know, plus size people in pornography. Um, and that's when you take it to like the, you know, the companies that are like professional um, if you look at like amateur stuff, you might find a little more amateur stuff. You might find a little more polished stuff out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, if you're looking for certain stuff, you're going to be searching for a bit. I, I'm telling you, like, it's not like easy to find and porn is not hard to find guys. It's not like hard. Like you can find porn without even looking for it. It just, you type in something that you thought you typed in and like you, next thing you look and it's like, Oh, this is what, like, that's not what I was necessarily looking for. But I mean, it just, it shows up. Right. So however people feel about adult entertainment and things like that, that's your thing. Like, I'm not here to tell people to do things that make them uncomfortable. I know some people aren't comfortable with it. If you're underage, don't do things that you shouldn't be doing. Um, if you're older than a certain age you shouldn't be looking at people who are younger um than 18 years old um just keep it legal guys keep it safe keep it just just please um but the reason why i mentioned that is because i mean not everything's a stressor but it can be a stressor right so gender and intimacy can already be a bit of, uh, there are already going to be topics that come up in that category. Um, we can talk about stereotypes all day. I mean, I, like I've mentioned, I hang out with guys a lot. So I know that a lot of stereotypes about men and problems with intimacy and all these kind of things, like that they're not emotionally available and that kind of stuff. I find guys to be very emotional avail- emotionally available, sometimes almost more so than females that I know. Um, a lot of the females I know, actually, not all of them, but a lot of them do tend to be a little more um, um, kind of more like dominant presenting, kind of like, you know, not super sensitive about things. A lot of the guys I know are very sensitive people and very emotionally available. But also it might be the the dynamic I have with them because like, you know, I don't come at people in like a certain kind of way too. I think a lot of times like femme people, I've noticed this about some um, like cisgender, cisgender straight females. Sometimes when I see them interacting with guys, I'm just like, you're a little bit like aggressive and like, um, you know, it's assertive, but like in a way that they're trying not to be like dominated they're kind of trying to make it known that like you can't have a dominant presence with me and I feel like in a lot of ways that can kind of push males to not be emotionally want to be open when you have somebody who's like kind of like asserting like authority over you it's like I think guys don't feel safe in spaces like that where it's like you have this like and it's not coming from a a loving place I'm saying I'm saying like it like when it's coming from a place of like I'm being sarcastic and trying to, like, assert this dominance over you. I think that makes guys kind of like, oh, like, this doesn't feel safe for me to be, like, vulnerable in this kind of space. And I've noticed that I'm not saying I don't know how much percentage, but maybe it's just the females I know. I've seen a lot of hetero cis females treating hetero cis guys 
uh, males that way. And so, and then they're like, oh, well, he's never like emotionally open with me. I'm like, well, I'm not either. Like, cause of the way you are, you know, and I'm not even a male and I'm not a hetero cis male. So it's like, I, I can understand why some guys would maybe not be emotionally open. Um, but a lot of the guys I know, I mean, we have a lot of deep emotional conversations, so I don't really know how common that is. It might just be the guys that I know. I do work in psychology, so there is kind of that. Um, there is like the, you know, common practice of, you know, talking about our feelings and things. It's not like out of the norm where if somebody's like, hey, I've been going through it. I just want to talk to somebody about something or like, can you lend an ear or whatever? Like, I, I don't feel like that's like abnormal, but um, in some social social circles, circles, it might be in some social circles, it might be an issue. Um, yeah. So when it comes to femininity and masculinity, um, that is kind of something that you see regardless of gender you can have a feminine or masculine or somewhere in between or even kind of switching between different sides or different parts of the spectrum um I'd say for me that's kind of true like I would say I kind of have more feminine traits in certain environments maybe more masculine traits in others um but I wouldn't say I'm clear cut all the time, one or another. Like, I think it would take a very long explanation for me to kind of go through every aspect of my life in different scenarios of how I might present or act more feminine versus more masculine versus somewhere in the middle. I tend to fall like a lot in the middle and then just kind of waver a little bit towards mask and femme like here and there. But I, I'm rarely full on the spectrum one end or the other. I'm usually, like, right up in the middle just chilling. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to femininity and masculinity, um, <clears throat> there definitely are um, common, commonalities across across both sides when it comes to like intimacy and gender expression like another part of gender expression is definitely like in your intimate relationships with people and it doesn't mean it has to be a partner or somebody that you're dating or somebody that you're fucking or some like it could be just like your buddy or your neighbor or your roommate or whatever there can still be a level of intimacy there um and then um when it when it talks about like how you were socialized um if you've had like a masculine or feminine socialization um that can kind of play a role too um some people i mean it's kind of interesting cuz i know some people who you know they're they're males heterosexual males who grew up like maybe more with like a lot of sisters um or whatever it may be you know like some people have like a good understanding of women even if they're not women um or whatever, you know, like, but I don't really know if that's really, um, here or there, you know, like, socialization, I think, like, you can be kind of told what to wear and told how to dress and how to act. I think when you're a little younger, 
I mean, you can get away with certain things that you couldn't get away with when you're older. Again, the rules are different for, for males and females. So, like, a lot of times females can get away with being tomboyish. But a lot of times guys kind of are going to get a little more ridiculed by friends and family and people if they're kind of, like, a little more feminine. Um, <clears throat> um I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that's kind of what I've noticed. I mean, I used to work at a school, too, um, with kids. Um, and I kind of noticed that, too, that, like, yeah, a girl, a girl could do um, a girl. A girl could come to school in a in a tie. And that's not really a big issue. But I saw a little boy, you know, like wearing some kind of wig that I don't know where he got it or what. But he was like wearing a wig and the teacher got so mad at him. She like she didn't yell at him, but she like took him aside and was like, you know, talking about like his feminine thing that he was doing. Um, and I've mentioned this before that I, I had a had a teacher that, you know, we had we had slave day that turned into indentured servant day because people were like, I'm not comfortable with like the slave terminology, especially when, you know, some of the students were black and then they were like auctioning them. Like it wasn't it wasn't meant to be like it was part of like school spirit week. And one of the days was was slave day, but it wasn't like about black people being slaves. Let's get that clear. It was like it was it was like a fundraiser for the school kind of thing where it's like okay, like, the girl, it was usually, like, girls who were crushing on some older guy that were, like, I want to pay him to be, to carry my books and to, like, buy my lunch or to clean my locker or whatever, you know, like, and so, and some of the students happened to be black, and I know some of the parents of some of those students heard it and were, and were, like, I'm not comfortable with this being called slave day, which makes sense because then you have a guy who's like a black student who's up there when they're starting the auction and it's kind of like, ah, this doesn't really feel right. But I mean, it was just part of the spirit week and they did change the name and it was never, it was never meant to be a racially charged thing. But I mean, yes, they did change it and they were open to listening to that kind of conversation. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah, so the the teacher got really mad that one of the sla- one of the one of I think one or two of the girls got this one male friend of mine that w- or two male friends of mine that were their slaves and had them putting on makeup which I guess was fine and then they had like fake boobs like they were wearing like dresses and then they put like fake boobs and then I think the teacher he went out to lunch and he comes back and he's like he was so mad he was like take that off right now like stop that you know and it was like it, it went too far because it was like he was thinking about like you know people might be sensitive about like puberty and like sensitive about like gender related things and then to see like guys being like dressed up like as as like girls and it's not like they were making them look beautiful and pretty they were kind of like the makeup was all over the place and like you know it wasn't like they were like like it was kind of like in a way to like humiliate them and you could tell they weren't like happy but they were just playing along but the teacher was like that's too far that's too far, you know, and, like, I didn't really think of it, but I was, like, I'm glad I'm not them, but it was kind of, like, those girls were trying to, like, bully and be, like, humiliating those guys, so, and it had a lot of other layers to it as well, so I'm glad the teacher put a stop to it, but it's, like, you know, um, that whole socialization thing, those guys weren't 
you know, socialized to wear dresses and makeup and pad their padded bras, pad their bras and things like or wear bras in general. They weren't. Um, And I feel like those girls were doing that to them to kind of make them feel humiliated. And I mean, like I was I was was probably like seventh. This was like seventh or eighth grade. It wasn't this. The school only went up to 10th grade. So it was definitely before 10th grade. I think it was seventh or eighth because of the people I'm thinking about that were there. I don't think it I don't think they were there um, during the high school year. So I think it was seventh or eighth grade. Um, but it's hard to tell because I had the same teachers for like the, the four year period, seven, eight, nine, ten. We kind of had the same upper grade teachers. Um, I did finish high school. I had to go somewhere else though, but, um, yeah, shout out to Adventist junior academies guys. Um, so it says, um, so how, how it ties into social stressors, um, and expectations of society and peers and people that you can date. So, um, this is something that's kind of interesting because, you know, how a person's intimacy levels are and how their gender presentation is, say, like, with a partner or with your close friends or with your family or whatever it may be. But let's just talk about, like, partner relationships or, like, intimate relationships that are more than just, like, your friends. So if you're, like, dating or crushing or fondling or you have a partner of some form um this can get to be a little bit of a a tricky situation um because it it can create a lot of stressors for people because there's those societal norms that are definitely placed on us um and we're socialized in certain ways to think certain ways about ourselves and present certain ways and to try to be our authentic selves and there's a way that everyone kind of feels authentic like you can feel it it doesn't mean that you act on it all the time because it might always not always feel safe so like a lot of us have things that we don't act on because we don't feel safe about it so we just don't do it or we do it even though we don't feel safe and then it can still be a stressor either way it can be stressful like it can be stressful to do it it can be stressful to not do it um whether that's the clothes you wear or whatever or how you present with your partner and things like that and say like even if you're in the bedroom you're having sex with people and I've talked about this in um the heteronormative standards you know like it can come up a lot you know when you're in a relationship with somebody or even just hooking up with somebody um like kind of with stressors and expectations and you know like like I've mentioned before like I have peers who ask me things about like gender related things or intimacy related things that are just like I know that they're kind of assuming something about me or they're thinking because oh you were born female you think like this or because you you know date people that aren't really cisgender hetero guys that you might think some other way about like this but it's like I feel like people aren't gonna get a good picture for what I actually do think or believe or how I actually do act if they're if they don't really talk to me about the details I don't think 
it's that obvious. I don't I really don't think it's that obvious. And the reason why I say that is because when I when I date people, um I notice that that a lot of times people might have certain expectations of me that I didn't know that they had, that I didn't know that that's what was going on in their mind, that they were expecting certain things to be happening or to occur that I was like, I had no idea that this was even something that you thought or that they thought that, you know, was something that I was kind of like rigid about or something like it's just I don't know. Like what a big one a big one is definitely that a lot of people assume that I have strap-ons and that I that that's exclusively something that I just strap I'm just strapping them all. Like a lot of people assume that and I'm just like I don't know where that assumption came from. Um but that assumption is out there and I I've come across people that are just kind of like um confused (laughs) like it confuses people sometimes that they're just like oh like you're not gonna like pull out a strap and it's like dude like well you think I like carry things around with me or something like I didn't like uber out here with it like you know like (laughs) like if I'm not coming like straight from my house and I was already out and I'm just like coming home with somebody I'm not just gonna have like a strap on with me or whatever like some people wear them some people bring it with them some people have it on them whatever like cool you do you some people wear them it's it's cool you do it what makes you happy you know but I mean I I am not one of those people you know I you know if somebody's reaching in my pants you're not gonna find any anything that um there's no phallic things in there so I don't really know what what else to tell you but um yeah that that that's I don't know where that expectation comes from. I don't know where people get like I've never heard of 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 that being like a thing that people should like assume. But I guess people assume it cuz I don't wear dresses that I just 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 strapping them all. So I don't really know, but that's something common that I that I get from people um or people expecting that I prefer certain things that I maybe don't prefer just because I'm like female people might assume certain stuff about me so it's kind of like I get that a lot I get that a lot from people that people assume or they have like expectations and that can be a little awkward like usually I I don't I don't get like super stressed about it but it can be a little confusing when it's like somebody else is confused and then it's like now I'm confused because I don't really understand exactly why they're confused because I know myself. So now I'm like trying to like navigate this other person's mind. And if they're not like very clear about what it is that they're trying to ex- express or explain or ask about, I-, I-, I can't guess. Like I can't guess. Um, But I mean, there's more. I mean, you can do far more than just strap people. That's not like the only thing that exists and I mean people do kind of say I kind of have heard this but I don't really know um I mean I'm not like out there like sleeping with the whole free world but I mean you know like I have heard people say that you know women that are coming out of heterosexual environments with males um, who ex- who have almost exclusive, exclusively dated men, 
um, cis men that they that they prefer oral. I don't know how true that is. Um, or the other way around that lesbians prefer, you know, penetration because they've, well, if they're not all, they haven't all not been with men. But I mean, like, people say that. I don't know how true that is. I mean, I think that there's a combination of things that goes on, but everybody is their own person and their own individual and people just kind of like what they like or don't like what they don't like um touch me not studs exist um pillow princesses exist um in some settings depending i mean there are there can be tops bottom switches whatever whatever you want to call it versatile people whatever but i I don't really know. Like, some things are kind of stereotypes, too. So, it's kind of hard to really know sometimes. Um, Like, I I can... I only know about my own experiences. I can't really generalize. But I do know that I do get a lot of expectations placed on me. Um, It's not so awkward when it's from peers. I mean, I think once people know me, they kind of just get that, like, I just don't fall easily into some neat little boxes. And they just kind of get it. And they're like oh, I just learned not to be surprised with different things that you like or don't like, and then, like, they just kind of get it. But I feel like there's a lot of, um... I think it's different when it's, like, a dating situation because, like... Also, it's, like, how do you present yourself online, too, right? So, like, my dating profiles are never, like... I mean, I'm never really wearing dresses. I... I think I'm pretty honest about what I say or do. I don't know if I have very many updated pictures on there. I think I took like one picture during COVID, like at the beginning of COVID. And I probably got a lot of grayer hair now than I did then. So, I mean, I mean, it's probably time to update the, the pics. My profile picture is a little different. Um... I think I had a relaxer in my hair then. Um, so my hair looked a little straighter, a little longer. Um, it's now, like, it's pretty natural. And it's 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 got my... The way I would describe my hair is... It's a... It's a... It's got waves. It's a wavy, coily hair with a curl every now and then (laughs) so it's just it's not straight (laughs) and my hair is just about as straight as I am like it's not fucking straight like at all it's 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 all just like every which way like it just does what it does and I just tried to tame it and just like okay this is how this is as good as it's gonna get for today let's just you know just stay put just stay there and I won't mess with you just stay there um so yeah, I think, uh, I think, um, yeah, I'm trying to think, are there more kind of like bedroom related kind of surprises? Um, I think it really just takes a lot of conversation. I think, I think people in queer relationships understand this a lot. I think the most confusion I get are from people who are, like, new to the queerness or 
have never been with somebody who's my gender or have never, um, I mean, have, have been in the straight world for such a long time that they just assume, okay, you're female and you play sports, so you're gonna, you know, act like a guy. Like, I think that's kind of the vibe I get from a lot of people, um, which it's like, dude, you have no idea sometimes, like, seriously. But yeah, I think, I mean, I get, I get it why people would, I mean, we all assume things about people, right? So, I mean, I kind of get it, but I mean, I do think it confuses people a lot and I get confused by it too. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know, like, what the fuck this, what just happened? Like, it gets confusing for me. I'm like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if we're arguing or if we're okay or, you know. But, I mean, um, yeah, I think, I think, I don't know if it's really a stressor. I mean, I feel like for me, it's a stressor when it comes up. Like, when somebody mentions something weird, and it's, like, at a weird timing, it's like, oh, like, we're, okay, now we have to discuss this now. And I was not trying to have a whole discussion i just wanted to do this other thing like i'm not trying to discuss right now but it's like sometimes you kind of just have to you can't just like start doing stuff so i don't really know uh, i don't really know it's just it's it can be a lot to navigate guys i'm just telling you i mean if you're if you're the baby gays out there um there's a lot there's a lot that that you'll see. See, you'll see. That's all I can really say. There's a lot out there that I don't even know if I can even touch on everything because it's it's there's just so much so much that like I mean, I don't I'm trying to think of like even scenarios or like situations and I do think there are a lot of situations where um the biggest thing, really the biggest thing that comes up are people assuming things. That's usually the biggest thing. Um, people having assumptions about things that I didn't assume they were going to assume. Um, sometimes it's challenging for me to kind of know what it is that somebody else doesn't really know. Um, and I mean, I've never really been in a sexual situation where there was like zero discussion. I've never been in like a sexual situation where it's like, Oh, we never ever talked and so I had like no idea like what was going on like I've never been in a situation like that where it's like we really didn't like I like there was so much of a surprise on some end that it was just like just like I don't know where to go from here it's never been like that um but I mean, I try not to go in too much detail, but I kind of write, I kind of write about this stuff a little bit, but it's kind of like, um, like not in a humorous way that's like to joke, to laugh at people, but it's kind of like, um, yeah, if, if any of you guys have come across any of my things that I write, you know, it's, it's the rating is you, you should probably be 18 or older in all honesty, but, um, yeah, I, you know, I've written stuff about like, not really like personal experiences, but about like, like gender related topics of like, maybe like trans people or non-binary people kind of like 
figuring things out like with their hookup or something and then like there's kind of like this navigating conversation that kind of needs to happen like say for example if somebody presents um i mean somebody can easily be just like somebody can be a cis not somebody can be a trans a trans guy trans male um i mean you gotta know what they like right like I, I've I've I know a lot of trans males that don't really like their chest area being touched. They're, that's not uncommon that people don't want that. Um, I know a lot of trans males that don't like penetration. That's not uncommon. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying like that's not uncommon. Um, I know a lot of trans males that you might not know are trans males, and so you know that can be a little bit like for me. I I don't mind so you know if i don't find out until the clothes are coming off then i mean that's just how it is you know but i'm not like upset by that at all but some people might be i i'm not that person i don't really i don't really care what's under your clothes for all in all honesty um as long as you like it i'm happy for you so yeah but i would i yeah i i i've written about things like that where it's like yeah if you can't really like really notice somebody's gender right away like in quotes like passing I I don't know if I really like that term but I mean um sometimes it's not like obvious someone's gender identity someone's gender presentation it's not obvious um I've never really had somebody think that I was a guy like up to a point where like we're hooking up and then they're just like oh i didn't know that like i didn't know that 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 was what was under your clothes like i i didn't i've never had that situation before but i know people who have um and from what i've heard from those situations it's awkward um i've had that come up more in the bathroom in all honesty or like in changing rooms where people are just like oh like i didn't know you were like not a man it's like well, why the fuck would i be over here if i was a man but whatever um but yeah i've never really had that situation but i've kind of written about more like gender inclusive related kind of topics where it's like those kind of scenarios can come up where it's like you know it's it's a different space to kind of navigate because hetero cis people don't really have these conversations with each other i don't think when they're hooking up they're not really just like oh like what are your what are your uh, gender expression like preferences and like names for like genitalia and stuff and like all like they don't talk about that stuff man they just ignore it and just go for it um and it might not be an issue with them um but I don't know, man. I just, I just think it's very, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, there's not a lot of content out there that people can kind of find or relate to. There's not a lot of scenarios out there that people can really challenge themselves with if you're not out there yourself having these experiences i mean i'm not saying everybody needs to go out and have all kinds of gender queer experiences just for your own 
educational life like i you know like if that's not what you're into it's not what you're into but i quite don't mind but yeah i'm just trying to think like i think that there really are a lot of expectations of things that are placed on people and you know um i get them from people all the time so i'm certain that other people get them too from others um and that's why it gets hard you know when i have if i have like friends or you know i'm not like i said i'm not like sharing all the like intimate details of every single thing that happens like if i'm like with somebody and they're a partner or we're dating or it's just a crush or like we hook up or something i'm not just like oh let me tell my friend what happened in all this scenario like i don't i don't really reveal all that stuff but it's just kind of like it can be a little bit stressful too when it's like i mean like my straight friends don't understand this shit like i can't just be like oh like yeah like this happened the other night and they'd be like wait what the fuck like <laughs> you know it's like it doesn't happen in their world um but in my world there's a lot of a lot of different types of diverse experiences that come up that there's no manual for that you know our sex ed class never taught us about that you know it didn't ever come up um and so it's kind of interesting when it's like there's all these other spaces that a lot of us kind of navigate by ourselves we're just like floating around just like what the fuck are we doing um but it's not that uncommon just to let you guys know it's not that uncommon i just think people don't talk about it but the more you hang out with people that are kind of like not fully like on the binary parts of the spectrum with their gender and the more lgbt types of people you hang out with um, the more diverse of groups of people you hang out with, you start hearing people's experiences and stories and realizing that there's so many diverse like, experiences out there that people go through that it's hard to really just put things in the boxes and just to like assume. Um, like I was talking to one of my friends, my cis straight friends about this. I was like, well, when I go out and, and I date people, there's like so much conversation around like sometimes around like gender expression and things like that and like and gender identity and things like that and she's like well I talked to my gay male friend and he didn't tell me that and she's like well maybe it's different for women and I'm like no maybe it's different for me because I'm not a gay male and your gay male friend who only dates gay male guys I mean I'm dating more than just gay females so I mean there's gonna be more in there than just that so I mean it's just tiring but yeah, I mean, I I I love it. It's just having to talk about it makes it a little complicated. If it's not just like with me and the person I'm trying to talk to about these things, it gets a little complicated because it's like I don't think everybody needs to be involved. Um, it's kind of hard, too, when it's like if I'm dating somebody and then it's like people are always like, oh, is it a man or is it a woman or like, who are you dating? It's like, do you really you like out people and be like oh i'm dating this non-binary person and they're like oh well were they born male or were they born female it's like well maybe this person didn't want all my friends knowing that about them so it's like it's this whole complex space to have to navigate and then it's like i mean i've had i've talked about it a little bit before that i've had experiences where i've kind of like mentioned something about somebody's like sexuality or maybe they're like gender and it wasn't like a secret or anything they weren't like don't tell anyone um but then it got awkward when I was with the other people that I was like we were all hanging out in a group and then I introduced this person to some other people who were just really kind of like 
intrusive and weird and awkward about this person and how they were and I was just like what the fuck like this is not what we need right now it's like okay like you know that this is like a trans male friend of mine and like really you're gonna ask him all these questions and then like keep talking about the pronouns and like all this kind of thing about how difficult the pronouns are for you and it's like really like we're just trying to go to like the pride festival like do we really need this right now you know it's like it's just it's so complex but um yeah I really I'm trying to think if there's any more when it comes to like maybe like non-binary and dating um I'd say the most diverse or most maybe non-assuming types of situations come up I'd say really if I'm dating like a non-binary person even though I think with everybody you really can't assume um at least for me I've known I can't really just assume what people want what they're interested in what you know without like a conversation around it or without like testing things out I don't I can't just like look at somebody and be like I know that this is what you want you know or this is what you like like that's not really a skill that I have but um yeah I mean like I think people are usually able to kind of describe it um and I don't think I've ever come across a situation where it was like a stalemate kind of thing where like well what I like and and what I'm willing to do isn't what they like or what they're willing to do so we're just gonna do nothing I don't think I've ever come across a scenario like that where it's like well I guess we're both at a loss this isn't gonna happen tonight like I don't I don't think that's ever come up there's always been some something that can be agreed upon um I I don't know but yeah I think I think the most diverse experiences I would say have come up with like non-binary people um you just gotta ask just ask people what they're interested in in an appropriate environment I mean if you're gonna fuck them I mean, if you guys are fucking each other, you probably will probably talk about it, I'm going to assume. But if you're not, then, you know, you might not need to know all those details just then. Um, But if they say that they're open to talking about it, then, I mean, people, not everybody doesn't want to talk about things. Um, But it's just, you know, you can't just go around just asking people all kinds of stuff. Um because um, different people take things differently and and the the interesting thing is too I think a lot of times people don't notice like okay when you're being intrusive and weird towards one person you're probably not the first person that's been intrusive and weird towards them like I've had plenty of people being intrusive and weird towards me and it's always like a certain population of people um it's often it's often it's often hetero females often cisgender hetero females i don't i don't get this from from any of the trans people i don't get any shit from any of the gay guys too much um but it just like some of the gay guys i know i kind of know why they're why they're kind of like that because like i said the religious thing um so they're still challenging some ideas of their own um but yeah and that's like a select couple people it's not like a whole lot of people and then yeah the hetero females they're the ones that are just like they'll they'll just get just 
it's hard for them to wrap their heads around things. And I think sometimes, too, it's like hard for them to understand, um, especially the ones who are sleeping with hetero cis males. I think it's hard for them to understand another female's experience that isn't sleeping with hetero cis males. Like, they kind of have a hard time wrapping their head around that. Um, I don't know if they just can't use their imaginations or if they just don't understand. But it's just, I've just noticed, like, it's like the questions are just weird to me. But, I mean, it's also because, to me, what's normal to me isn't normal to them. It's like we're from completely different planets. It's like, I don't know. Like, it's it's very odd. Um... Like, yeah, there's just a lot that, that I'm not saying all of them. Maybe this is just the people I know. But I mean, like, I do get a lot of questions about things that are it's fine when people ask questions. I'm just talking about like friends I have that ask me questions that might be like inappropriate questions at like weird times. You know, it's like if I'm at a work party, I don't really want to be talking about my latest hookup you know like that's not really something that I want to be talking about but um like a work thing but um yeah I've never I'm trying to think if I have like any more to say about like kind of like non-binary kind of situations um I mean definitely asking people um I mean not everybody's genitalia is like an assumption type of thing you can't really assume what it is or what they like it to be called or what they want you to do with it that's not really something that's like too obvious I would say um so it's good to ask or get to know Um, if you're gonna be with somebody like that, you probably don't want to, like, ask just, like, any old person, like, oh, you're non-binary? Like, what do you like in bed? Like, that's inappropriate. But, I mean, a lot of people will say that kind of stuff, though, so just, just beware. Um, but it's just very... There's a lot of... It's, it's very dynamic, I would say. Um... Just a lot of the things that, that they're even heteronormative standards and then they're even kind of like LGBT standards of things too. And I think with non-binary people, it doesn't always apply because they might not always be like LGBT people. Um, and then also um, like how they identify on different levels of things like that can vary too like no two people are exactly alike um and then definitely knowing the difference between you know somebody's trans versus if they're non-binary that's definitely important too um or i'm i mean there are definitely other parts of the gender spectrum too but i'm just using those words because those are the ones that you hear about more often but there are definitely people who identify different in different ways too and just kind of knowing what they mean by it when they say that, um, what that means to them, um, kind of what they expect from you, what you should expect from them in certain scenarios and settings and things. 
Um, I mean, it's best to just know from the individual and not just assume things. That's mostly what I'm here to say. <laughs> um, uh, cause there are a lot of expectations that definitely get placed on us. And there's a lot of pressure from society and all different levels of society when it's like, okay, like what if you are a trans man, but then you haven't had like bottom surgery or top surgery or different types of things that people are like, you know, if people notice that about you, they're going to ask, they're going to be curious. Yes, it's inappropriate. It's none of their fucking business, but they're going to ask because they don't know any better and they weren't trained at home about it because people's parents don't tend to talk to them about these things and people's schools don't tend to educate people about what's appropriate and what's not and then they just go out in the world and they have these weird questions and they're like oh I didn't know that that was weird because I wanted to know the answer and I thought that you know they they treat people like they're like an experiment or like a zoo exhibit or something and they're like oh let me poke and prod at this and let me ask this or like like a show performer or something and like they kind of treat people like they're not really like human and it's like do you really want somebody asking you that question i mean like nobody's asking you about like if you're having some sort of surgical procedures and like about your medical health and things like that like that's none of your damn business you know it's almost like um if you've seen rain man where um uh i don't remember sean penn's character but spoiler alert where he was just like um he would I guess when he liked somebody, he would ask him if they're on prescription medication. <laughs> and it's like, you can't, like, it's almost equivalent to asking, like, so what prescription medications are you taking? It's like, do you even know my fucking name? Like, what the hell? Like, I mean, there's a certain level of personal questions that just, like, people shouldn't be expected to answer. And it is insulting to ask. Even if you're curious, it's none of your business. Like, I can't imagine asking... I mean, I have a, I have quite a bit of cis, straight, female friends that I'm just like... I mean, they ask me a bunch of questions because I'm kind of open to talking about things. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't ever ask them about this kind of stuff. I don't care what the fuck they're doing in the bedroom with their boyfriends. It doesn't concern me. Like, I'm not interested in knowing. I'm not, like, excited to hear about it. Like, ew. Like, I don't really care. Like, I'm not, like interested in it but i do think that there is some level of curiosity sometimes um that i've definitely noticed and so i don't i don't it can be annoying it can be so obnoxious oh my god but you know i mean sometimes i take it with a grain of salt and sometimes i'm like you're fucking annoying like i just can't help myself but it just kind of depends on my mood and i think a lot of people experience that that it's like well just you're gonna get whichever side of me you're gonna get like sorry like you know if i feel offended you will know but it's just i don't know man it's hard but i write about it more i write about it more when i'm kind of in a clear clearer more conscious state where i'm kind of like yeah, I definitely write about the gender experiences with, like, hookups and stuff like that. It's definitely a thing that isn't... It's it's not really something I see in too many places other than from, like, a fetish perspective. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't hate on people who have fetishes. Like, you go. You like your fetish. You do you. But I do think that there is a level when it comes to certain types of fetishes where it's, like... It is also for a certain population of people. Like, it's written for 
these people or it's it's geared towards entertaining a certain population of people but it doesn't really represent the actual people like i was saying like the like trans females you'll see a lot of trans females in porn and there's like a fetish behind that but it's not exactly representative of trans females and them having sex that's not really representative it's it's a it's a fetish version of that just like lesbian porn a lot of the lesbian porn is for heterosexual cis males and i can tell you right now that a lot of that stuff is not real it's there's no i've never heard or seen of any kind of lesbian sex that looks like that so i mean it's while it's similar because it is women and women's bodies on other women's bodies but it's not realistic like a lot of the stuff is like i i don't think anybody like if i were to take some of that stuff and just use it as if it were educational material and start doing that to people i think they would fucking not enjoy that they'd be like what the fuck are you doing I don't think I could even, like, do that because it doesn't seem, like, normal. But I guess the straight guys like it. I think they think it's good. And to them, it's it's like a heteronormative version of, of lesbian sex. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, how is that even, like, a thing? But there is, I guess, there is kind of a heteronormative version of lesbian sex, which isn't realistic i mean not really i mean it doesn't it doesn't it's not the right thing it doesn't match anything that people actually do i mean the fingering is not that it's not what they're doing they're usually not doing it in any way i I don't even think they would do that to themselves like i'm like how how would that even work like you wouldn't really get very far with that situation um even the way they react with one another is like you're clearly not like you can it's like it feels like they're doing it for the camera like they're doing it for the camera and putting on a show it doesn't feel like oh they're doing this because they're into each other you can tell they they're straight chicks fucking for money for the camera and they're like oh yeah i just want to look good for the cameras and like turn people on but they aren't concerned about turning each other on or pleasing each other at all. Like you can tell by the shit that they're doing that it's like, okay, like if you're really going to try to do that, you're not going to, you're not, this isn't, you're going to be at this for like hours. Like nobody's going to get anywhere with this shit. Like, like you're going to tire yourself out, but I don't know. That's if that's what they want to do, but it's just very inaccurate uh the weird scissoring kind of things i don't even know man like maybe for like a size zero there's certain stuff you can kind of do but the others of us who are not a size zero there's no way i mean if your cardio game's not on point you're not doing any of that anything that the way that they're doing it they look like ninjas flying through the air like there's no that that's not accurate like it's just there are different there are different scissoring positions too and the ones that they use in lesbian porn is always like the one that just looks like two open scissor legs like just that's not that's not always like 
a thing, a way that people do it. Like there's other ways, like that's not the only one. And I don't know that many people who do it exactly like that. Scissoring, trimming, whatever you call it. Um, there's a lot of stuff that they don't do. Um, I, I don't know if I've seen a lot of lesbian porn like the straight lesbian porn (laughs) I don't know what else to call it I don't know if I've seen a lot of straight lesbian porn where they kind of where they kind of where they're they're, they kind of know about oral I don't think I'm not sure if I don't know if I've come across it but I mean they're missing out if they're not doing it. I mean, and but it, it would make sense if they're not into each other that they wouldn't be doing that. But I mean, not. I mean, people don't have to do it. But I'm just saying, like, it's pretty common that people do. I mean, if you're if you're really a lesbian, that is something that probably is going to come up in conversation at least once in your life if you're sleeping with multiple people. But um, I don't know. It's just it's weird. Um, it's just a strange, strange world out there, guys. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that's already weird that there's kind of like a hetero version or like hetero fetish versions of, of gay stuff or LGBT stuff or non-binary or trans stuff. You don't really see a lot of non-binary stuff out there. Um, and if you do, it's kind of like, it's a little awkward and all. It's kind of weird. Um, the most I've probably seen is kind of like the fetishized, like, Asian tomboy ladies um, that kind of have, like, a boyish look to them. But I think, again, that's geared towards, you know, cis men that like kind of that twink look. Um... But that's kind of the main one that I've noticed. But it's not. It's still not. It's still not non-binary people necessarily, like, doing what they want with the people they want to do it with. Like it's kind of like for the camera kind of stuff too. So I just I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. But anyways, um. Yeah, I think I tired myself out, guys. I've been I've been talking for like three hours. <laughs> like more than three hours at this point. So uh thanks for hanging in there. <laughs> I hope this isn't disturbing for people. I just I just I got a lot of notes here that I gotta get through. I'm like, they're building up. I write them on the back of my business cards and I've just got all these gay notes just like all over my desk and stuff and in the car. Like I need to like you know, record and then get rid of it. Um, I didn't get a chance yet to talk about, um, like, different topics like lesbian bed death and, like, gold stars and things like that. Like, that's kind of another topic that's kind of on my mind a little bit when it comes to, like, more of the heteronormative type stuff and just, like, labels being placed on people. Um, and that kind of thing. So I might record more tomorrow, but I'm going to be busy tomorrow too. So I don't really know. But anyways, guys, I think that's all I really have time to really say because I'm tired. 
I'm gonna go grab a quick dinner and then chill for the night but anyways hopefully this was informative and I hope it wasn't too confusing because I know I'm pretty vague with some stuff I just I don't really like to go into too much personal details like I want my mom on here hi mom if you're listening oh my god don't but if you are I mean I don't really want my parents listening to these topics so i kind of worry i mean if you if if my parents make it this far through these episodes i i mean damn (laughs) i don't even know what to say like i don't think i could sit and listen to them talking about this kind of stuff and i'm not even really being explicit i don't feel like i'm really being explicit but the family i was raised in this is like practically porn the way i'm talking like they're pretty reserved people um so I'm not going to apologize for anything really, but I mean, still, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't need to really be, I don't, I feel like I'm open enough to my own comfort level. I don't think I need to be like more explicit about things. Um, if you got questions, I'll answer individual questions, but otherwise I, I can't really post because again, like age ranges and stuff, I'm not trying to get like kicked off the internet or anything for like exposing people to like you know adult content underage or whatever like that's not fucking my you know my interest you know if if you're 18 or older I hope you're on here if you're younger I mean I hope that you know when you're not supposed to be listening to these things or ask your parents or whatever but you know I get it we were all younger too um i know how i was when i was younger so i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna talk but um yeah anyways i'm tired so i'm gonna log off thanks for listening tune in next time